Captain Marvel is the 21st Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and the first one to star a woman in the leading role. <gasps> a woman! But does this one go higher, faster, further, or does it go crashing into the ground along with all our expectations? I'm Mike! And I'm Dallas. And this is Popscorn. <gasps> Gone the Fail Entertainment Movie Review and also Only Fools and Horses Reference Podcast. I'm always Mike. I'm a man. You are man. We are both men that review movies for men, which is also available on your digital oh. boxes. <laughs> you ever watch movies for men? I, uh, it is literally just John Wayne movies oh, on repeat. Oh, God. It? Oh, Jesus. It's a fucking barren hellscape where it's just Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal. <laughs> If that's movies for men, I've never wanted to be a woman more in my life. <laughs> anyway, women, am I right? You are. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a thing. and uh, It's actually a woman's fault that we skipped last week's episode. Yeah, it is actually a woman's fault. So yeah, sorry we missed last week's episode, but we had a lot of uh, other things going on in our lives that we, means we had to take a week. Are you going to tell them? A woman agreed to marry Michael. That's a thing that happened. I mean, you know, we're all that's the shocked. more miraculous thing in feminism this month. <laughs> we're all shocked, um, except for her, apparently, because she. Oh, she was. Oh, you got a well indoctrined, well done. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what we... can I say? Just my blatant patriarchy, just keeping yeah. her under the. Th- I can't help myself, there can you I? Go. But yeah, I'm engaged, Darren. You are, Michael. Holy shit. Soon to be married man. I know. Uh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you very much. Got you a very tasteful gift, etc. It was lovely. Um, but yeah, that's why we skipped last week. Yeah. Because um, that was I, happening. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I was eating pizza. I, it's fine. I was going to like not say anything, but then you were like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's worth explaining to the people. You know, they're so invested in their release schedule. Yeah, all four of them. Oh, good God. Thanks, everybody. Gene, Jet, Joan and Jake. I'm guessing. I just shoot for the averages. Anyway, Marvel. Yes. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, to be specific. Transition complete. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a big deal. It has been a big deal, hasn't it? Turns out they released their, ooh, let's test this audience movies in February, following Black Panther last season. Yeah. Last season, last, last year. Last season. Uh, um, released on International Women's Day. Mm. To just, you know, tighten a bit more yeah. of who's meant to be going for it. Yeah. Um, but. are we get, should, should we talk about the, the, the whole marketing debacle of this movie before we get into the what review was the debacle? The whole debacle being that the, there was a very loud vocal minority of people that hated the movie because oh, of what that. was going on. And the very loud minority of people that were very happy that the movie was starring a woman and that was the most important thing ever. And. General internet loggerhead idiot fight. I really, I bring up Black Panther because I really do feel like we're going to be doing. We're in the same position we were back then. Of yep. like, there was a lot of buzz, positive and negative, around the movie and what it means to the growing picture. And and I came away just thinking, that sure was an okay, fine movie. <laughs> that was a film, wasn't it? <laughs> this keeps happening. I know. What is it like? Why do we? Why do we have this media circus and rally behind some of the most mundane films? Oh, this thing, 
the fucking Seth Rogen comedy vehicle, The Interview, nearly brought about thermonuclear war. <laughs> so I think once that happened, everything else kind of piles into comparison. But yes, yeah. it was dragged through the mire by the same people that drag any, you know, drag Wonder Woman through the mire for the exact same thing. Yeah. And it didn't really... This is the thing. I think a lot of the marketing, obviously they focused on, you know, it's the first female-led MCU movie and how great that is for, you know, the genre going forward. I mean, Wonder Woman already beaten to the punch, which is kind of the problem with yeah. this marketing of, like, it's the one thing DC did do and did well. <laughs> yeah, um, and not to pull too quickly to the to the conclusion, but, but, but Wonder Woman's a better film. It is. So there's that. But the actual movie itself is not really about feminism... And yeah. it's kind of like, it's not even like a plot point. I struggled. I mean, I really struggled apart from like a couple of throwaway, li- throwaway lines here and there to actually find the overt feminist tones in this movie. It's not there. It's it's mostly in Brie Larson, as far as I can tell. Mm. Well, more specifically, Brie Larson in interviews being asked questions about the feminist agenda and generally coming off like a bit of a cock, really. Really? Which is ironic, ah. I would say. Yeah, um, she does not interview well. I mean, she's a fine actress. I enjoy her as much as the next person, but she does not interview well. Oh, okay. She comes across that. as very confrontational. Ah. Watch the video of her doing the, you know, is it Wired that do the uh, autocomplete? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Every other thing. Like, no, no. Scratch that. Every single one. She's like, why would you Google this? Why do you want to know this? I'm like, people are interested in you because you're in a fucking Marvel movie, love. This is what happens. I, I was know. listening to the um, David Tennant podcast with Kristen Ritter on the way over. Um, she handles that kind of line of questioning way better than anybody else. Well, there we are. Well, there um, we are. But yeah, it's just, thankfully, that's the thing. It's not there in the movie. In it's fact, not. that's one of the strengths it has over Wonder Woman that doesn't really push that agenda, which in terms of resetting the paradigm, is a lot more important than pushing the agenda overtly. Yeah. Is if you just don't make a big deal out of it and just act like it's normal, it then becomes the norm. So... Yeah. There's, there was a few... We'll come to it in, in probably in the spoiler territories, but a few lines here and there that I was like, eh, but then I think about it, it's like, okay, this wasn't, this wasn't written for me, and that's fine, because I still thoroughly enjoyed what I was watching, although was not immediately you know struck into a sense of wonder or yeah whatever but it was just just bang average all right movie what well, we dipped our hands in the toxic pool of feminist politics so yep. let's take them back out and just talk about a movie for once yep um yeah like i said it was it's kind of the black pan thing again where i'm glad it's done as well as it has for various reasons but i just came away thinking again like this is just an all right movie yeah that's been this is the thing. The MCU is now capable of getting okay movies across as super mega hits, as is just the power of the brand at this point. Yeah. One day it will wane. Doesn't appear to be any time soon. But Certainly not going to be in a month's time. No, it is <sighs> not. I mean, Age of Ultron still happens, so yeah. it's not a hundred percent guarantee. And to a further extent, Iron Man three. Yeah, it did. So there's that. But I and I, I think that the the kind of the root of this is. Didn't really come away liking or disliking Brie Larson. She no, was, rather an ineffectual yeah, front woman. Vanilla ice cream. Mm. Like, it's it's fine. It's it's good, but like more than most. This thing, the MCU's biggest strength is that because it's got such a big ensemble cast, they can be a bit more than your stereotypical, um, you know, audience writing. You know, your audience standing is the better phrase there. 
that you don't need to go on the typical hero's journey with every single one of them, that you can afford to be more Jack Sparrow than Will Turner, yeah. to use a, a Pirates of the Caribbean line, because we know they're coming all together in one big cast. And it just felt like Brie Larson, which again, like Black Panther, that with T'Challa, was just a bit too normal mm. and a bit too... I don't remember any memorable lines from her. I don't think her action scenes were particularly great. I don't think she had a really... What are her defining traits, Maggle? That's the problem I'm having here. Three things that kind of link Captain Marvel to Black Panther are an ineffectual lead character mm. whose story arc feels complete before the movie reaches its completion. Yeah. A stellar surrounding cast, which outshine in every scene she's in. Less so than Black Panther, but yes. Fair enough. Uh, I think the supporting cast of Black Panther were far exceeded Chadwick Boseman, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the third problem of a really just hollow third act uh, with a th- with an action scene that means nothing and really doesn't affect <laughs> a goddamn thing. Just peeling back the lines a bit, it's been about a week and a half since I saw Captain Marvel and then I was like, what was the third act? <laughs> well, there we go, folks. Um... <laughs> Space was involved, I think. There, there was, was some space. Sp- some space going on. And some laser beams. I believe that that was happening. And flight. And flight. Okay, cool. I think I vaguely remember the <laughs> yeah, ending you, of this you movie. You got it. And now, I'm hoping, because I know Brie Larson's a very good actress, so I, I, I'm reticent to put all the blame at her door. Mm. I hope it was just a, a mediocre script or, or lesser directing or whatever, but... I'm waiting to see her in Endgame before we really pass any judgment because I think, you know, we've seen how well they can do with lots of other characters. Um, and, and hopefully the Russo Brothers script is just that tighter that it kind of makes her a better character. Or she's better playing off other more rounded characters than she is basically playing off well established Nick Fury and a, a bunch of no names. This might be where we actually disagree. Because uh, I, I genuinely think that the scenes where she was playing off. Samuel L. Jackson was some of the stronger scenes. They were. That's um, what I'm saying. So if you, it's when she's playing off people who, you know, who should be her friends. Like the, what was her relationship with the whole with the Kree Star Force? She was with them. She was with them. And then similarly, what was her relationship with Maria Rambo? That just kind of they were friends. Happened, didn't it? And then she convinced her into being a friend again. Yeah, that's and they. That's they already. friended so hard. They refriended. Oh, great, was it? No, not not particularly. I do I do think that this might be might be a, a problem on on Brie Larson's part purely because we've seen her do better. Yeah, we really have in this movie from scene to scene. You see her go from somewhat relatable to a fucking emotionless robot. Yeah, and this is again the problem I'm really having. Is that a lot of it is just the main when the main character is as bland as Captain Marvel was. I think her powers look great. I like the suit. I like the look overall, and it's not devoid of some comedy and some nice parts. But when it's that bland, it just really means the movie can't really rise above a three out of five at absolute best. Mm. And I'm struggling to even give it that. On the way over, I was thinking about which I preferred more, this or Black Panther. Yes. And before this, and straight out of the screening, I said, well, that was miles better than Black Panther. Um, but the more I think about it, Black Panther was visually distinct. Yep. It had a fantastic um, sort of new supporting cast, introduced characters like Okoye and Shuri, who I wanted to see more of. Yep. 
does Captain Marvel have that? I'm interested to see where they go with the Rambo storyline, because, I mean, we'll come into comics guff later on, but yep. that... Other than that, it's like, oh, wow, I can't wait to see Nick Fury in our way. Oh, what about that and Coulson go, oh, wait. Yeah. It's a lot of that. The the, t- the timing was interesting, but where do you go with the second one? Black Panther has a very clear course as to where it can go for its sequel. Where yeah. does this go? That I don't know. I mean, there's a big time gap there between is. this and her t- turning up in Endgame. And they may have to explain why she didn't bother to turn back up to her for... Any of the other big problems they had, such <laughs> yeah. as, you know, alien, you know, whales coming through the sky and robots and all that good business. Um, so we've got to figure out where she was. Mm. I think there is some interesting road to plow for... Road to plow? Road to plow. Road to plow for sequels. But again, I just hope... I, I hope it's like a Thor Ragnarok one. Mm. Where if you go back and watch Thor in that first movie, I imagine we could actually label a few of the complaints we have with Captain Marvel against him. I have not gone back and watched Thor in a long time because no. I'm worried that when you compare it to Ragnarok and where it ended up, they're chalk and cheese. Thor 1 is like a, is like a bad school play at this point and Thor 2 is just still as dreary and awful as we remember it. But Ragnarok stands out. Because he has time to develop that sense of humour bouncing off better people and I think that gave Chris Hemsworth a better idea who Thor really is and allowed him to make a much better movie out of it. And hopefully that's what we get with Captain Marvel who interplay with the other Avengers that we got coming up in the next movie, mm. will mean that in the next one, we're more tuned into who she is as a person, a bit more character, a bit more personality fleshed out, and we go forward from there. Mm. Um, but you are right, I think her favourite, uh, my favourite scenes of her are with uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. Hell of a de-aging job on, on Sam Jackson. Oh, wow, yeah, this good technology good. has jumped so bad. So. And I mean, Coulson was as good... No, but Sam, Jesus Christ, the, the work they did on Sam Jackson. Yeah, We're yeah. talking like, give him a bit more hair and that's Pulp Fiction era Sam Jackson staring back at you. And the consistency of it as well. And that there's no point where I came out of the movie thinking I'm looking at a 70-year-old. It was pretty bang on the whole way through. Mm. So that's really good. And it's always fun when Nick Fury turned up. I don't think he was different enough from current day Fury. Really? Well, he was a bit looser. But I certainly got a sense of, in the earlier scenes of of somebody who who hasn't quite seen everything that's out there, and he's is more you know happy and friendly and willing to joke without having a scowl on his face. I, I really enjoyed the the jovial attitude to some of the scenes okay, he had. I'll give you that. Until like the shit starts getting real, and then we start seeing shades of the yeah. later Nick Fury coming to be. Very true. Um, but no, I think he's. He's not the breakout star by any means of this movie because I'm just so used to him by now. But I'm glad he was there. I don't know what they would have done without him. No, that 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 this movie hinges a lot on. Here's the section of the MCU we haven't explored yet. Yes, this is the time in these people's lives that we haven't got to fully yeah. know. Um, in some ways good, in some ways bad, which we'll come to in a moment. But let's finish talking about the cast. Yes, we shall. Um, so I think the next most prominent person would be. Um, your boy, whose name I forgot. Jude What's Law? Wrong with you? There we go, Jude Law. Jude Law. Of course it is, as Yon Rog. Yes, Yon Rog. Which, it was, what, what was the... Everyone thought he was playing the original Marvel for, yes. for ages. I even subscribed to that school of thought. Now it turns out he's playing Yon Rog, the original... Yon Rog. Um, the original uh, nemesis of the original Captain yep. Marvel. Because that's the thing, this... Now, now the, the thing that was said in all the... 
um, the pre-release stuff that this was based on the Marvel Now run, which was written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, which is one of the few runs of Captain Marvel that I have actually read. Oh, you little nerd. I can tell you that not a lot survived in this oh, movie. Okay. <laughs> Literally, the fact that it's Carol Danvers is probably the only thing that actually made it into this. And the cat, maybe? The cat as well. Okay. The, the cat definitely made it in from that run. Um, so, yeah. Th- there's not a lot outside of that, outside of that particular run that made it into this 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 amalgate version. It really does play a lot more into uh, the Ms. Marvel origins, the origins of the original Captain Marvel, and then they've just pulled from all sorts, really. Mm. Just done a bit of a, a slap job, really. Just sellotaped all the bits together and hope they worked. Makes sense. Um, but I think he's he's okay. As far he's as fine. the goes, he's all right. I... I I think it, it, what does him favours is I actually like the mystery around her past and, and what had happened to her. Mm. Um, they drag that out throughout the movie, but I don't think it ever feels like it's overstaying its welcome. It doesn't, nor does the end of it feel like a revelation. There is a change in a specific group of characters yes. that we'll talk about in a moment that I think if you know about comic books is a huge talking point. Yeah. But to anybody else, it does not feel big. No. I think it just it felt very generic. And Jan Rog himself also felt very generic. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get... He's not like a, a Hella, is he? he he's not going to be all that fondly remembered. No, and that's the thing about Hella, is that I hope that she reappears. Yes, I was absolutely. really enchanted by Kate Blanchett in that performance. Yeah. And so far, no indication that she's going to return. No. Whereas Yomrog, they very clearly kept him alive for for whatever reason. Yeah. Is that a spoiler? No. So, fuck it, who cares? They very clearly kept him alive by the end of the film. Um, for this reason? Uh, I imagine so. But, I mean, he wasn't... He kind of feels into that Malekif, like, void of, like, well, why? He, what was his deal? What are you? Yeah. Because the, there's, the, there's the whole... Thing, the plot device that we'll talk about in a moment. The, the plot device. The, but from minute one, you kind of get a sense that there's something else about this guy. And you can't do that if you're going to have this kind of, oh, but this yeah. now moment. But they don't, he doesn't play him charming or, you know, smarmy enough to kind of get away with that. So that, yeah, from minute one, you're like, there's some more up about this yeah, guy. You're, you're a bit of a slimy hard ass. Yeah, and so the big swerve that happens doesn't really feel like an event. That's the problem with this. There's nothing that feels like a big hoo boy. And because it's a prequel to stuff we know has already happened, I mm. suppose that might be difficult to do. The other thing is, what? how is Yon Rog a threat? Because I compare him to Ego because it's an intergalactic movie. Or compare him to Hela, for example. With yes. Hela and Ego, you both knew what their deals were and that it was bad if they carried on their deals. Yeah. Yomrog was going to pick Carol Danvers up and then leave. What was his... He doesn't have any powers, does he? Not he especially. He just shoots. He just has the guns and the hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Now, I need to double-check to see whether that's actually um, in, in, in line yeah. with well, his actual character. I'll just quickly say that um, the rest of her Kree gang... Didn't really get a feel for them. I thought for a second the ginger Viking looking one was being played by Tormund Giantsbane from uh, Game of Thrones. That would have been cool. It's just it's someone from Vikings. And I was like, oh. So, and, and Korath, 
didn't I mean he was a bit of a nothing character in, in Gardens of the Galaxy yeah. so making a big deal of bringing him back and then doing nothing with him yeah. same thing with Ronan absolute fuck all of and for pe- again for people who don't know all the casting shit and don't follow this and go oh wasn't he one of the bad guys from Cousin Ga- yeah. oh okay this that's where it's going an yeah. idiot could have figured that out like really yeah. also just checking on the Wikipedia page for Yomrog powers and abilities clocks in as a solid two sentences oh wow he's also good at an armed combat just not good not great He's not, all right. not a master, but he's all oh, right. He's got your combat. basic garden variety powers: superhuman strength, stamina, yeah, etc., durability. Um, cool. Okay, but anyway, um, I think yeah. You you mentioned him earlier. The Rambo's. I like the little girl. I like the daughter. Mm. I can't remember what her name was. Um, uh, Monica Rambo. No, Monica Rambo was the that's mom, Maria right? Rambo. My apologies, uh, Monica. I liked. I think they did a pretty good job with kid casting. In these movies, the, the, stranger, the stranger effects ripples definitely happened, hasn't it? Yes, it's like yes, yes. oh, we need to pay attention and get good kid actors. Yes, I'm thinking Ant Man. Uh, what else am I thinking? Oh, not Iron Man three. No, no. no. I go back on that immediately. Um, Maria Rambo, even more bland than Captain Marvel was. Really quite bland. Just to, so Monica, the little girl, was played by um, Akira Akbar. She was brilliant. Akbar. Yes. Seriously. Huh. Admiral. It's not a trap. It's not a trap. And Maria <sighs> Rambo was... Darren, come on. I know. It was played by um, Lashana Lynch, who, again, was equally monotone as Brie Larson, so they kind of go together. There was more energy and emotion in unvoiced flashbacks about these characters, both of them, yeah. both, both Carol Danvers and uh, Maria Rambo. Both of them had interesting stories that we didn't even get to see. Or here, and that was a problem. That's a really big problem because you were just we just return, and Maria Rambo has had this daughter, and she's just, oh, you're back now. Now my character arc can carry on. Oh, that's great. I'm a pilot, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know it? Uh, where's Where's the guy you had the daughter with? What happened there? What's your story? What have you been doing? What makes you interesting? Well, I was yeah. waiting for Carol for fucking. I 10 have years. seen like ideas that she gets married to. Um, Nick Fury. Interesting. And they become a little family. Because, I mean, he does allude to it in Winter Soldier, but who knows what's true at that point. Mm. But, again, there's not really much more to add. I'm just like, fine. Characters are not the strength of this movie. No. Visually, whilst it's not as impressive as Black Panther, there are some pretty decent action scenes, I'd say. Mm. Nothing to the same level as the car chase. No. Through Korea. But I, I like the fight on the train for the most part. Um... I liked her escape from the, the scroll kind of space. That bit I really liked. That is pretty good. Um, oh, we haven't even mentioned the scrolls. We've not mentioned the scrolls. Oh, my God. They're in it. Um, and the head one's played by Ben Mendelsohn, who I always love. Yeah. And he was really good in this. He was God, really he's good he's working in this. hard these days. I mean, he's, he's just... He's everything. He's chugging those films out. Fair he's, play He's on that. the Disney machine. And I don't blame him, because dude's a good actor. And he's a Marvel and DC person. Because he, he was in Dark Knight Rises. He's the geezer that Bane kills. Oh, yeah. So, do you think you have an overabundance of power and he cracks it? Yeah. Um, He's not so. in the DCEU, though, is he? No. Give him no. time. Give him, give him time. Um, uh, we'll have to talk about them after spoilers because... Yeah. Don't say we were all wrong. There's a thing about that. There is a thing about that. But um, Ben Mendelsohn's great. He is. Um, but yeah, right. Coming to think about that third act, I really can't remember what it was. <laughs> Again, I know there's flying and there's lasers and stuff. Like, you find, basically, it's like, 
you, you see Carol Danvers in the end go Super Saiyan. That's yep. pretty dope. I'll that's, find yeah, that's that. pretty cool. It's seeing her go full Goku is pretty fucking fun. Um, and it bodes well for future action scenes. That's true. Um, but there's a lot of mess. In hindsight, now it's like, why the fuck was she bothering punching people? <laughs> just laser beam everybody. Do, just do the lot. Just turn your hands into machine oh, guns. Real quick. Yeah. I know some people have been iffy on this. Mm? Good soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the soundtrack. Yes. I'm not entirely sure about its consistency and usage. Okay. Which is something we'll talk about now. We'll talk about it now. Go for it. Okay, cool. So the soundtrack itself is great. Like, there's some really good 90s tunes in there. And mainly from female-led bands as well. Yeah. So No Doubts in there. Yep. You get a fun action. I like the action scene with, um, with the No Doubts. Yeah. I'm just a girl, which is fun. <laughs> what I do hate, sorry, real quick, is the, the ending theme is... Um, uh, celebrity something or other by oh, Hole. Yeah, Celebrity Skin. That's the oh. one, yeah. And I fucking hate going in love with yeah. my soul. But yeah, it's a really catchy song, so I'd catch myself... I, mean, um, I would make a comment about what she did, but we'd have to blur it out, so... Yeah, yeah exactly. Because so, she'll fucking sue anyone. Will. Oh, she's going to sue us now. I've been walking along going... Oh, it's fucking Courtney Love. No, get out. Get out. Not the role model we want. And then five minutes later, don't make me a fuck out. <laughs> Purge it. Um, sorry, carry on. What are you yeah, so when it does stuff like No Doubt, and when it does like Nirvana as well. Oh, cop teasing me with melancholy and the infinite sadness and yeah. playing nose smashing pumpkin songs. Right. Like, fuck you. Assholes. Um, when they lean heavy into that kind of that punkish grungy sound, <laughs> so I'm just thinking of an action scene set to tonight. Sorry, carry on. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Maybe, maybe match only by the world is a vampire. You punch on the beat though. That could work. That could work. I'm about that actually. Anyway. So they'll go back and forth between using sort of like the original score, which is more techno, leaning heavier into yeah. the Ragnarok sounding, but then using quite a lot of grungy 90s songs. Yeah. And that bothers me. I know. But that bothers me for two reasons, as much as I like both of them. One, they clash, which is a big issue. Mm. Considering that the way that they use the original score and the licensed music in Guardians of the Galaxy is... It's a lot smoother blended in in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Like, it's quite jarring when the song starts in some of those scenes. Particularly, again, that No Doubt one. I'd like it once it gets going, but yeah, I see what you mean. And more to the point, in the second one especially, in the second Guardians movie, you you didn't know all those songs going in, but they make sense in context of the scenes. And as much as I like Just a Girl by No Doubt, why is that playing then? Why, why, the moment she gets her big magical powers back, is she just a girl? Why, when well, she's meeting the Great Intelligent, it, it's come as you are. I like these songs. I like well, them. But uh, uh, I enjoy that you <laughs> just look like it's a cowboy. Like, I spit on the floor when someone mentions Nirvana. He's doing it. Ruin music. Um, I'm guessing, if you read into it, the I'm just a girl is like, it's actually... Gwen Stefani saying like, "Oh, I'm just a girl," but then it's like hey, she's actually not just a girl. That's about as much deep reading into that as I can give you. That it's 
you know, it's it's playing with people's expectations of what a girl does. So, I well, guess I'm so. just a girl. You compare that Watch to... Watch me laser beam this guy. I know, but you compare it to, like, father and son. Yeah, I know, I know. Like... But clearly James going, Whoa, we haven't even mentioned... Oh, he's back, He's isn't he? back, everybody! Yes! Oh, my God, we haven't even mentioned Fox... Yeah, yeah, everyone's everyone's okay. Except for Namor, but who gives a shit? Namor and most of the Hulk, but apart from that, I mean, She-Hulk. Oh, and they've been filming Morbius in Manchester today, by the way. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, we don't have the Spider-Man villains back yet. It's Morbius. I could, I could give a shit. No fair play. I only put, I put him in my X-Men in my pitch for MI13. That's about it. Um, right, back on track. Here we go. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Should we just go straight to um, the spoilers now? Well, yeah, recommendations. Oh, sorry, quickly. Annette Benning as the Supreme Intelligence slash the original Marvel. I I didn't mind it. I quite liked no, it. I liked it, fair enough. She yeah. was good, but... Like yeah. I said, she plays into that kind of central mystery, and that was really my, my favourite thing about this movie. Mm. Now, I know we've just said... Well, this thing... All these problems, I don't think anyone does a bad thing. Maria Rambo maybe comes closest just being like, Edward, like, oh God, that, you, you, that was the best take. I think everything else is just like, it's just fine. All I can think of is just her getting her foot caught in the ejector seat and just being dragged along the floor. It's like, we did 20 takes and that, and that was, was the, the best, best one. one. There's a Simpsons, Simpsons quote for everything. everything. Um, I, I think she's the only one I'd be like, no, try again. I think everything else, it's just like, it's fine. Some of the jokes land, some of them don't. Some yep. of the performances are really good, some of them aren't. And this is the great thing about the MCU is, I watched this, and even though I think at the time it's a fine movie, and if it wasn't by Marvel or DC or something you know was playing into a bigger thing, you'd just instantly forget about this and go, yep. eh, fine, a woman superhero movie, yeah, off you go. It's the potential that's in here to be, to be better. And I don't know whether that's just subconsciously having an effect on how I'm recommending this. I'm going to wait for the end of Endgame before I think, am I going to get hyped about a Captain Marvel sequel? We'll see. Um, it's not the worst movie you're going to see this year, no. nor is it the best movie you're going to see this year. No. Um, I, I don't think it's even the best woman-led movie, or at least feminist agenda movie, released this year. No. There were four in the space of a month. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about three of them a bit later on, but... Uh, no, it's not the best of those. I, I definitely have a preference over that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not, I, I don't even, I mean, obviously, I've only, I haven't seen 10 movies this year. I no. know, really bad. Um, but if I had, I, it, I would struggle to, then again, I've seen some shit. So <laughs> There we go. Good God. It's, it's bottom of the middle, if not very much the lower tier of MCU movies. But even then, that's grading on a, on a curve. Yeah, it's still... Fine. It's, it's definitely still... a mid-card MCU movie. Though. I haven't watched Aquaman, but other than Wonder Woman, there's not a DCEU movie I'd rather watch over this again. Mm. I'd much rather watch this than the likes of Suicide Squad, Squad and Batman vs. Squad. Squad. Squad, Squad. Batman vs. Superman, etc. It, it's better than those, but that ain't saying much. No. It's just fine. It's okay. And you know what? That's okay. Not everything needs to be, you know, not everything can be November rain. It's all right. It's fine for things <laughs> to be just... just all right. And, you know, to sort of, like, tie up the thing we were talking about at the start, is like, I know that so many people want this movie to be something. To be this cornerstone. Yep. But every time you build a movie up like this, it fails to do it. 
in my opinion, and that is the opinion of a white man on the internet, so I know that that means very little to most <laughs> people. We're not the most qualified people to talk about We're not, the no. agenda. But think about Mad Max Fury Road, right? The character of Furiosa, yeah. I think, is possibly one of the biggest and best feminist characters in all of cinema. She has her own story. The main character in the title of the fucking film comes along and she's not right arsed. And she's the thing you go away talking about. And her arc is full and complete and interesting and complex. Yeah. Mad Max is just there to scowl and shoot people. She is basically the protagonist of that movie. You could call the movie Furiosa and no one would bat a fucking eye. Uh, exactly. You're very right. That's the way to do it. Not... the. I'm glad they didn't go all in on the, you know, the feminist agenda. Okay, I'd love to use the thing. No. I mean, we're both pretty much feminist ourselves. We're all for it and stuff, but yeah. it doesn't double down on that to its strength. There's, um, sorry, carry on. Above everything else that Wonder Woman, you know, Wonder Woman kind of did that, but it, it's not as well written. The characters aren't as strong. The action scenes aren't as good as Wonder Woman. And, and same thing goes for Black Panther. It's just it's fitting in this kind of like, it's fine, and I don't think it warrants any more thought than that. No, there's no one thing. Much like Wonder Woman, there's no one thing that I can hold up and go. Even if everything else was shit, this bit is golden. And to me, the trench run and suplexing a church will forever be the ah. best thing about Wonder Woman. Certainly not the fucking third act. Um, no, no, no. But at least but I, I remember what that was. Yeah, but. Um, I think Red, Red Letter Media put it best. Now, I am massively paraphrasing, but they essentially said something to the extent of um, more representation in movies and different perspectives from different stories is a good thing. That's all we needed to say. Now, let's make a good movie. Yeah, that's a very good point. And a point we're now going to spoil it on. Uh, yes, scrolls. We got that scrolls. wrong. Oh. We all got that wrong. What the fuck what happened there? I'm not sure. Like, this is one of those things. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this revelation. Because all the all the build up was then like, well, it was basically like the post game analysis. It was like, well, who's going to be a scroll? They're at secret invasion. Yeah. I'm like, I want everyone to be a scroll. They're good dudes. <laughs> they played pinball and Game Boy. I like them. They enjoy uh, drinking the drink from Pulp Fiction. Interesting visual oh, gag yeah, that they, they threw in there. Yeah, they Kahuna Burger. They they really do switch it up. Really, it's subtle up until about halfway through, I think, where you kind of clock mm. on of like, well, maybe the scrolls aren't the worst because we've been told it by a person who's clearly evil <laughs> uh, in Yon Rock, and then it just oh, it turns out Yon Rock's a dickhead, and the scrolls are actually the one we're chasing. So yeah. I appreciated that flip more than anything else in this movie. It's it's a weird one, is it? Because that's the only window into that is like what the most clearly evil guy with the piercing golden eyes telling yeah. you that these guys are the bad guys. Yeah, it's like turning up to a meeting and Adolf Hitler goes, "Well, actually, I don't quite like broccoli. It doesn't taste." Nice. <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to try it just in case. I don't trust yeah, you." Yeah, yeah, like it's weird. <laughs> and I think it's the first time that's kind of happened in the MCU. I'm struggling to think of one where. You know, it's like, well, these are the good guys, and then flip, no, they're not. Mm, yeah. I can't think of any. There's not been anything particular. I mean, I guess the Hydra stuff. I guess the uh, Hydra I stuff. I suppose, but, uh, but there wasn't like a... No, that was a big thing, though. It was, but Captain that America felt doesn't... big. Captain America remains on his side. It's just the opposition changes. I mean, if you wanted to really contextually analyse Civil War, the degradation of Iron Man into a bad guy, technically. Okay. But that's... We're talking metatextual shit there. And one person, not a race. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I really like that. I mean, I am 
you can still do secret wars because mm. you know they can say, well, that was one clan's worth of the scrolls, but here come the arseholes, including Super Scroll, because now we got the Fantastic Four back, so we, we can, can have, have him. him. Um, and that's how you do secret invasion because I think that is too big a crossover event and just makes too much sense as far as an Avengers movie in the future. But it really shot itself in the foot and not giving itself that opportunity, not even leaving one scroll on Earth. Yeah, it was just kind of like we rounded them all on a ship. We went into space, and they fucked off. Yeah, that's what happened. It was, but I appreciate the unexpectedness of it, as well as them being quite good at comedy. Especially Ben biggest, Mendelsohn. Yeah, all the biggest laughs come from um, come from Ben Mendelsohn and the scrolls in general of how they're just like a bit incompetent <laughs> yeah. and a bit like um, yeah. Because every time we've seen an alien race, it's kind of been like. Um, they're all very self-serious and they're all very... Much... This reminded me the most. Do you know the bit where Ronan accuses, you know, um, when Salad chants into a dance-off and he's like, what are you doing? That one sentence is like all of the scrolls <laughs> of just yeah. dropping all this pretense of being super serious alien race and just being, oh, Gary, <laughs> yeah. come on now. It's like the aliens from Safe Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is actually. <laughs> I didn't mean to probe him. That was, that was Gary's fault. That was thought. Gary. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I feel like Taika Waititi was left in charge of just writing the scrolls. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> so okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. He's playing IG-88 in The Mandalorian. Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi is voicing IG-88 in oh, The Mandalorian. Oh, that's going to be great, And directing two episodes. Oh, I'm so down. I didn't know The Mandalorian was going to be a comedy, but here <laughs> oh, we go. Hey, oh, hey, man, we're going to go and hunt that nerf herder. <laughs> Want to come and join? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. I know they're going to make him Australian. He's Australian, right? Not New Zealand. Yeah, no, he's, New- he's from New Zealand. Oh, no, that's even better. Django Fett is from New oh. Zealand. So Django Fett could have reprogrammed IG-88 to have his accent. <laughs> Boom. You're Done. welcome, Star Wars. There we go. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, sorry, yes, yeah, Scrolls. I really like them. They're probably my favourite bit of the movie. Yeah, um, I like them a lot. But... I think a lot of people have come away with a different favourite character from this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a cat. It's the cat. It's the flurkin. Yeah, flurkin. Flurkin? Flurkin. Flurkins. <laughs> it's Flurkins def- the baker. The defunct baker. <laughs> this will make jokes. This will only make sense to anybody who grew up in the West Midlands in the 90s. They're flurkins. If you lived in a WV postcode, you won't get this joke. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, I... Uh, it's fine. I like cats, but... Uh, it was good for a few jokes. Again, when it was next to the scrolls, and they were like, get that thing fucking away from me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you scared of a cat? That was quite funny. But uh, yeah. and, and Sam Jackson, yeah, Sam fuss, Jackson fussing the cat the entire way through the movie, and then the reveal happened. And using it as a weapon. Yeah. You know what? Okay, I'm okay with the cat again. I've come full circle. Yeah, I think Sam Jackson and the cat was probably the best relationship in the movie. Yeah. Because those two those two on a buddy cop adventure would be fantastic. Oh, yes. Sorry, Brie Larson, you've been replaced by a cat. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, I yeah, you could essentially do mags and prof with fury and yes. goose. I'd be okay. <laughs> that means you're nicked. <laughs> Long-standing podcast jokes. Christ, we've got too many. We have to make a list at some I know. point. Um, and and the ending, right where we see her go Super Saiyan, the whole. It was the Kree all along that were being arseholes. It's not yeah, like no. every other piece of Marvel media. <laughs> Fucking hell, shit. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have been beating us over the head with this shit for like three seasons. Like, the Krees <laughs> are arseholes. And they're blue. Forget <laughs> that second bit. The first bit, though, still stands. <laughs> they really did forget dickhead. the blue thing really quickly. I think because they couldn't bother to paint everybody blue. Yeah. And they had to explain why Carol Danvers thought she was Kree, despite mm. the fact she's not blue. What did you think of the whole... Um, 
Oh, we're going to come on to the, the whole mistaken identity thing in a minute. Let's just finish the crew yes. thing and Goose. Um, now, I've read the books, and mm. I've read the... Because Goose comes from that run of books. He's that called Chewy in that, isn't he? It's called Chewy in that. Oh. Why couldn't they have called him Chewy? That would have been great. I mean, I like the Maverick and Goose thing, but uh, yeah, I would have preferred that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wanted Chewy. Mm. That would have been good. But that reveal, I knew it was coming. I was like, at some point, that cat's going to turn into a fucking... The monstrosity from The Thing, and this whole movie's going to lose its shit. Yeah. And everybody did. Everyone did not see it coming. And it does happen very, very quickly, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, just, it's no, like, oh. Yep. Much like when Groot does, it's basically the Groot move of just grabbing everybody with a tree arm and like beating them senseless and then smiling. It's yeah. basically that, but in cat form. Which is fine. Um, I'm okay with it. Remember Groot's arm smashy thing? Well, it's back. In cat, cat form. <laughs> There's a fantastic bit of dialogue between Rock, Rocket Raccoon and um, uh, Captain Marvel in that book about Goose. Well, Chewy, right? And it's like this thing is a fucking thermonuclear weapon. Why is it on the ship? But they've done that with the scrolls now, and I'm like, yeah. we can't have that thing of rocket hating every other intergalactic animal, which is a thing. He just hates every other intergalactic animal. I mean, there's still time. There is still time. She, if, they, if he turns up in Endgame and the cat happens to be, then he just starts hissing at it. That'd be quite funny. Oh no! What happened? Where's Goose been? Because he's on Earth. I mean, Goose is a thing. Did Goose survive the snap? Oh, no. Oh. Ha. They've released posters today that nicely lay out who yeah. and who isn't. One, Valkyrie's alive. Valkyrie's fine. Boom. Where's Korg? Yeah. Let and sure, Korg sure he's dead, but I would love to see <laughs> like a grayscale photo of the cat. <laughs> Avenge the fallen. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh you yeah. show that photo to Ed, like somebody ten years ago. And they're like, "Why the fuck will I care about this cat?" Yeah, this would be the hottest. Why must I avenge the cat, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> the world's a different place. It is. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Oh God. Um, right. <laughs> we got Marshall. Their thoughts now. We're near the end yep. game. Oh. Um, so yeah, final scene. The whole revelation of like it was the Kree's all along. Mm-hmm. They were try- They knew Captain Marvel would be a very useful weapon for them. They're trying to keep hushed up what the original Marvel, played by Annette Bening, yeah, got the name right, was working on. Turns out, um, while she was she was Kree, right? Yes. Okay, she was Kree, but she knew that the scrolls were really the the victims and all this. She was trying to build a, a light speed engine so they can basically just get the fuck out of Dodge and go somewhere else. Um, she does it on Earth. She managed to get hold of the Tesseract, but they didn't explain how she did that. No, considering that that kind of fell into the ocean and was re- picked up by... Yeah, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. had it because um, uh, Stark, uh, Howard Stark yeah. had it. So presumably at some point between the 1950s and the 1990s, it came into the from Howard Stark's custody into Annette Bening's custody through the Pegasus program. There's a lot of fucking leaps and bounds in logic being made there. There is. But... Um, it just means that again, the Tesseract is like, good God, you cannot move for that thing. No. And how many movies it's appeared in. It was a key thing you in... You walk ten paces in the MCU, you'll fucking trip over it. Yeah, exactly. Just leave it lying around. Yeah. Um, There's a paperweight in an office for years. Yes. But the, it's the Tesseract that kind of gives Annette Benning the... Marvel, the, the power source required to build this engine. She's testing it on Earth when Yonrog turns up to basically take it back. And that is... In shooting that, after Marvel dies, Carol Danvers shoots it. Big old energy blast that doesn't hit Yonrog. Um, hits <laughs> her, and now she has powers. So, a bit of a deviation from 
the original stories. Yeah. Bit of a deviation. I'm okay with it because anything that deviates from old school Miss Marvel is all good. Because let's remember that uh, uh, her oh, baby came back and birthed himself. Yep. So she had sex with her future son and it was basically rape. But the Avengers were cool with that and in fact blamed Carol. Uh, that entire story. The is... whole rogue thing. Um, yeah. All that can be done away with as far as I'm concerned. This is a much more neat and concise version. And of more that. importantly, still lends uh, a bit of a bit of credence to my theory of when naturally occurring superpowers happen, that's when we get the mutants because that is still an accident. That is not a naturally occurring power. Yeah, no one has... Well, Thor does, but Thor didn't count. Thor's not human. Uh... Nope. Yep, he's the only one that's not gone by an accident or... Well, I suppose Doctor Strange... Kind of, he learned it. wasn't an accident, it. but he learned it. It was a choice. No one would... Well, they all... Anyway. Um, it, it's, the door's open, guys. Do it. I don't, Take the I idea. I don't envy Kevin Feige. I mean, I envy his money, but I don't envy him. I envy his hat. To... Oh, he has got a nice hat He game. always has a baseball cap on, doesn't well he? Um, it's not always... He comes to the UK. It's overcast. What's he needed for? Eh. Take it off, Kevin. <laughs> No, I don't want to see what his head looks like. Mm, I'm good. Um, and then you get the final... Basically, she goes Super Saiyan, and it's like, right, it's blowy-uppy time. And it's basically the shot of Iron Man when uh, in the Avengers when he's going up the wormhole and he's blowing everybody out. Mm. But this time, the difference are, it's a woman, and she's got laser out of her hands instead of out of her palms, but they're coming from her. Yep. And it just kind of... It's basically a showcase of, like... And it explains the placement of this movie, of, like, oh, that's how they fight Thanos. Because uh, like Scarlet Witch was powered by the Mind Stone, so that's why she could kind of repel it and does the best job of slowing Thanos down. But she's not really an offensive character on the same level that Captain Marvel is a fucking mm. offensive character. Um, and again, so that means that me watching that scene got me more excited for Endgame than it did for what was actually happening in this final scene, which I am genuinely struggling to remember. Mm. Yeah, you're basically saying the so you've got that shit going on in space, and then also there's the dogfight um, in the middle of Bumfuck Nowhere. Excuse me, oh, Bumfuck Nowhere yeah. between Maria Rambo and Yomrog. I remember now. So that's a thing. The only bit that it, that I like that it comes down to it's basically Yomrog and Captain Marvel again, and it's called back to the first scene where they're having a hand-to-hand combat training, and Yomrog actually has a bit of personality and a bit of cunning in saying, "Right, I know I can't beat her shooting her; she's going to destroy me." So he tries to, you know, say, you've got to prove yourself to me, um, fight me like a real woman. Uh, and then she just Indiana Jones' his ass and just yep. one bombs him and he's done. Um, saying, I don't need to prove myself. I'm a strong, independent woman. You don't need no John Rock. Uh, <laughs> yep. Basically, that's what cool. happens. Cool. And then... Fine. Funny, but fine, yeah. I guess. A lot of this third act just felt like it had no weight behind it. It was shit I'd seen before. Yeah. It was... Ultimately ineffectual because the rest of the MCU's got to happen, uh, and like not even like not even like to the extent of Batman and the Wasp, where it's like, well, everyone's going to be fine. They're in Endgame. With this, it's like, well, everything's going to be fine. The other twenty films need to happen yet, <laughs> apart from Captain America: The First Avenger. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It's I I didn't find myself hating it, but I haven't come away with much m- more positive emotions towards it and positive vibes because it's just again it's not even something if I saw it in Sky movies like oh I'll watch this whereas most other MCU movies come on like I'll give this a bash I've seen the Avengers 19 fucking times why not 20 at this point 
And uh, I'm afraid that's all we've got to say about it. I mean, I'm still extremely hyped to see her in Endgame, as I am for everything to do with Endgame. But I... I and I'm more excited for a sequel. Mm-hmm. I think this there was a lot to establish here. Now that all that backstory's out of the way, we can kind of see how it goes. And the MCU is pretty good at booking trends when it comes to, to sequels. I mean, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy 2, was maybe lacked a little bit of the stardust that the first one did, but... Great, look at Thor Ragnarok, you look at Winter Soldier and Civil War. There's more than enough chance that the second one can blow this first one out of the water. It's a good starting point, but it's not much more than that. Yeah, basically. And and it tried to not be the Origins movie, but it comes down to the Origins movie in a different order. The Origins movie, whilst you're flicking through the DVD menu and selecting a, a scene at random. but And whilst it was a cool thing to like go through the whole personality disorder thing, and yep. none of it felt like a revelation no because you were pushing oh the character of Carol Danvers and then from minute one everyone is Veers I'm sorry but it's spelt Vers and everyone's calling it Veers and that fucked me off anyway yeah it's fine it's okay decent movie (sighs) nothing special it's another one what do you want us to say by this point Endgame's out in a month come back to us then oh jeez and we still got Hellboy to go yeah (laughs) did you see the thing of like uh, someone did a Twitter poll how are the Avengers going to beat Thanos option one Captain Marvel one bombs him option two Ant-Man goes up Thanos' ass and then re-expands can you guess what had the most votes (laughs) to quote Palpatine I love democracy (laughs) (laughs) Well, but if he's got infinite power, that means he has infinite expandability. And we just have like a weird forward <laughs> size hole. Like when a cobra gets over ambitious and tries to like eat a hippo. <laughs> just happen like that. Like when Jerry eats a whole wedge of cheese in Tom and Jerry and becomes triangular. Yes, exactly. Just extruding out in the middle. Legs out the back. Guys, <laughs> help. It didn't work. Oh no! <laughs> Wonderful. Anyway. Um, we are going to be talking about feminist February as the <laughs> Hollywood tries to get across all these really strong independent woman films uh, masquerading as normal everyday blockbusters at the start of this year for some reason. The ducks all lined up, um, which is Lego Movie Two, Fighting with My Family, and Akira Battle Angel. Akira, okay. Alita. Alita Battle Angel uh, in a separate podcast. Um, but if you want to know more about that, you can follow us on the social media. The social meads, I like. <laughs> For some reason, I enjoyed the abbreviation. Uh, you can go and follow the site under the username FowlEnt, that's F O U L E N T, on your social media of choice, be that Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, or Spotify. You can go and follow me personally at that Mike Owen on Twitter and Instagram. You can go and follow Darren at Daz of the G on Instagram and The Guttridge on Twitter. I always get those two mixed up. I appreciate up. your social media, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, flow continuity, continuity. it's the same across the it's symmetry across everything but no I have to be a bit different Maggle. I see fair enough sorry about that but other than that you can go and listen to our other episodes what was the hell was the last one we released was it a pitch episode <laughs> it was the pitch for uh, Pokemon Regions oh yeah fuck that was good the two and a half hour epic <laughs> <laughs> that was a great episode oh, it I... was a really good episode now with pictures in the description and thank you to Mr Buddy for tweeting that out yeah that was good great man. stuff what a guy uh, do you see my map, by the way? I did, I did see your oh, map. I did a map. It was awesome. Good times. You can go and listen to that and plenty of other things over on Spotify and failentertainment.com. As I said, we were recording our Feminist February episode coming up next. 
Uh, and we may also be looking forward to some video game stuff in the future, uh, in the coming weeks, before we get to the kind of heavier release schedule with Hellboy kicking things off before Avengers Endgame rolls into town. But other than that, you can go and find everything on the channels we've just said. But thank you very much for listening to this episode of Popscorn, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye!